Hello and welcome to the Mission Next podcast brought to you by American Dream U. American Dream U is a nonprofit organization that is centered around helping provide a seamless transition for those who are transitioning out of the military into civilian life. American Dream U provides programs that provide military veterans and families the connections to the world's best coaches to help guide them on a highly rewarding life after the military. Now, past contributors to American Dream U have included the likes of Tim Ferriss, Chase Jarvis, Aubrey Marcus, Ryan Holiday, Charlie Hone, Ramit Sethi. The list goes on and on. You will be hearing from the likes of these people on this podcast on a weekly basis, so please subscribe, please stay tuned. Now, you can find more information about American Dream U at www.americandream.org. Please check out American Dream U on all the social sites, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, etc. at American Dream and the letter U. Now, with that, here is today's episode of the Mission Next podcast. Enjoy. Hello, Phil. Hey. Really appreciate you uh, taking the time on this, and we will keep super respectful of your time, and we'll probably get this thing done in 30 minutes, and so um, really appreciate it, and also make sure you say hi to Nick for me. He was one of our first ever American Dream U speakers, and actually wrote an incredible foreword uh, to a book that I wrote uh, called Mission Next. So... He is just a, a tremendous guy, and still follow him closely. And it seems like things are uh, really back on track over there at Ranger Up, and um, we'll be sharing all that stuff with this with this podcast as well. So uh, please tell yeah, me. He is the best. Yeah, S- such a good guy. So I want to. I just want to kind of get right into it, um, if you're okay with that, and and ask you some. I mean, I've I've been researching you and following you, and. Um, I've been buddies with uh, Forrest Griffin since the mid 2000s, and he speaks tremendously highly of you as well. And I want to talk to you more about about your transitions that you've made in your life. So I don't know if you want to just do a quick intro of, of who you are for those that don't know you, what you have going on right now, and then I'd like to just jump right into it. Oh man, um, when I put out kind of the explain who I am, it it, it sounds fake. So. Uh, I am a Special Forces sniper, Ranger Qualified Green Beret, that's been in Special Forces for 15 years. Um, the entire time that I've been in the military, I fought professionally for organizations like the IFL Strike Force, where I fought for the world title twice, and then moved to the UFC, um, where I was ranked top five in the world, uh, all the way to my retirement departure last year. Um, I'm a host of two different TV shows, one on History Channel called Hunting Hitler, and another one called Hard to Kill on Discovery Channel. Um, I'm an entrepreneur of a few businesses, one Sheepdog Response, another one Ranger Up, another one Will Be Shoes, and um, I uh, am a barrel-chested freedom fighter, American-loving, uh, just hopefully grounded American. That says it all right there. And so, yeah, so you've got, and, and I'd also add just kind of a, a fearless, kind of in everything you do. And I want to kind of get into that, Tim, you know, because I, I haven't heard much, and I've, I've listened to a lot of your content 
about how you dealt with some of the transitions in your life. So American Dream U brings, you know, guys like you and like I said, Nick, and we've got some amazing entrepreneurs that come out, Joe DeSena from Spartan, all those. How do you how did you deal with some of your transitions, right? So it's you know, we've had thousands of people go through a program and, you know, taken off that uniform and you've taken off several uniforms. You know, your special forces uniform, your your MMA uniform. How have you dealt with some of those transitions? And, and maybe you can share some insights for those that are in processes of, of different transitions in their life. I think um, I, I, I think there has to be a mindset, like a deal for the for change and for a landscape that is um, ever changing. And with that enthusiasm comes a like on the outside, it looks like fearlessness. You know, it looks like, oh my God, this guy, this guy can do anything. But w- what it is, is I'm, I'm just excited to try something new. Um, like, I, I think waking up and having Cheerios every single morning sounds like purgatory to me. Um, sometimes I want eggs and sometimes I want oatmeal and sometimes I want a waffle. Sometimes I want little Smokies or sometimes I want bacon or sometimes like want to go and fight an alligator with a knife and cut its um, – lay off and, and sear it on the barbecue um you know like and because of that variety because of that excitement for change it gives a from the outside a look of fearlessness because I'll, i will try and any and i'll try anything i'll fail all the time but failure is not bad you know fail failure is a process that um imperfections and impurities get get pushed out and um so there's definitely things I love to do that I'll do till the day that I die, you know, martial arts and shooting, um, you know, training physically and reading. Like the, those are things that I love to do and I'll always do them. But I love just as much as I love those. I love trying things that I've never tried before. Yeah. So, so reading, talk to me a little bit about, about reading. So I, growing up, I was never a big reader. You know, I talked to a lot of soldiers and they're like, you know, so I just don't have time. And I'm like, Check out Audible. You know, there's that net net time, no extra time. So, can you talk about your your learning? Because I think that's that can be a big component of a successful transition. Yeah, I mean, um, sometimes, like right now, I'm what, what I'm reading books, these fantasy. I I don't even know how to like they're they're Lord of the Rings type things that were written in the 70s and 80s by an author that I don't even think anybody would recognize or know. Um, you know, I just came off of Black Hawk Down was a few days ago. Um, and, uh, you know, so I reread all, all of the books leading up to that. And now the book I picked up last night is fantasy. Um, it's uh, like my approach to it is, one, you have to enjoy it. And two, it should expand your your interest and knowledge. Um you should not just be reading things about what you do. You should be reading things about things that you have no idea about and things that you're not even interested in. Like, I, I love picking up a book and like not knowing anything about what this book is about and um, finding the connection and the correlation between what I do as an entrepreneur and what I do as a, uh, on my philanthropic efforts or what I do as a fighter um, as a shooter and, and seeing uh crossover between these worlds that see are so seemingly different. Um, so like, I just read everything. I mean, like Stephen King's Tolkien, French revolution stuff, um, biographies, you know, 
I probably read the Constitution, the Quran, the Bible, the Book of the Dead, the Kabbalah every single year. Mm. Um, so, uh, yeah. no, that's that's great. You 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 remind me a lot of uh, Ryan Holiday. I don't know if you're familiar with Ryan Holiday or not, but he uh, he reads about a dozen books a month, and he puts out his reading list every month. And it's like, why would that interest him? And so, I get your point of just kind of getting outside of your lane a little bit because there's always there's always something there so that's that's awesome so can you can you share with me a little bit about about failure because that's one of the things when we do these events and we have people like you get up and they're like oh you know i failed at this and they're like you know their mindset uh you know as a ranger and, and as a special forces that failure is just not an option so can you talk about that a little bit because i know uh, I talk to at least a dozen or so transitioning soldiers every single week. And whether they're still in or they're out, they're like, you know, sure, this job just didn't work out. And I had to I had to look for new employment and I just feel like a failure. And I don't you know, can you kind of share what maybe I should say with my spouse? Can you talk a little bit about that? Because that is a big mindset for these guys. Uh, the only way a muscle ever gets strong is uh, it, it fails. You know, it, it is damaged, it breaks and it quits. And then it comes back stronger. The human body, your occupational, professional trajectory, it's the exact same. I mean, you could, if you want, you could go and work at IHOP and do that forever. And if that's what you want to do, cool, do that. There's no stress. There's no pain. There's no advancement. You will just stay stagnant for the rest of your life. And again, to me, that sounds like torture. That sounds like purgatory. Um, I have failed. So I have, what, five successful businesses right now that are profitable. Um, I have 15 that I have invested in or that I have contributed or that I have worked or that I have founded that have failed. Now that does not sound like very good odds. Um, in the business world, that's actually spectacular odds. I mean, those are really, really great um, success rates for, for an entrepreneur. Um, and that's not bad. I learned something every time that I, I did one of these um, endeavors. I Even in, in the ones that I failed, uh, even in Ranger Up, like we, we have had um, a roller coaster of a decade, and we're still getting better. Like we're still improving every aspect of what we do. And finally, you know, four, 13 years later, we have a profitable business that is turned a corner that is going to do some amazing things this year. Yeah. So can you, can you share, you know, what you, what, you know, some of those failures, right. And, and the, the percentages of businesses that you've started and have succeeded and failed is like tremendous, right. People don't realize that they go, Oh, well, he's had all these, that's, that's unheard of uh, at your level. And so can you share some, you know, some of the failures that, you know, you wish you'd go back. Like I asked the question, some, some of my entrepreneur buddies, and I'm like, hey, if you could unwind three deals that you did or three decisions you make, how much money would you have in the bank? Right? And they're like, oh my gosh, I could, not including all the pain I went through. So can you kind of share some of those and, and what you learned and what you would do different? Because I have a lot of soldiers like, I just want to start a business. I'm going all in. I'm like, have you tested it? Have you found someone who wants to open up their wallet and give you money for this, whether it's a shoe or a t-shirt or a service? And they're like, no, I know it's going to work. And so can you share some of your, your failures that you have that might be able to help some of these entrepreneurs? Yeah. Um, you know, one is due diligence. Uh, you know, you, you have a, 
a, a buddy that is excited and passionate about something and fully believes in it. You know, like he, he is committed to the idea, this concept that he's created. And, um, you know, he's, he's doing what seems like the work necessary to make it be successful um, as an investor or as what would be a business partner. You know, there's the, the limitless other areas for something to succeed, you know, whether it's the business plan or marketing or the capital or the patent or personalities, employees, equipment, the it's, it's limitless what those are. So for due diligence is something that I think I really um, made mistakes on early, early. Like, yeah, like if I could go back in time and take back the money that I have invested or the time that I've invested in, in some of these things that have failed, you know, like I would, I'd be 10 years younger and I'd be $10 million richer. Yeah. Um, and, and the, one of the biggest errors was trust. Um, I trusted an idea. I trusted a concept. I trusted a person. And it's not insulting to do due diligence, to sit down and look at something um, from every single negative perspective to do and play a devil's advocate and be like, okay, if this doesn't work, if we don't get this funding, if this does fall through, if this hinge isn't able to support the weight of this new product, the whole entire thing crumbles. Um, well, this little, you know, what will be our proprietary technology, like we don't even have a patent on it. Like we have submitted it, but it's not a, like we haven't received the approval yet. Um, is it worth us going out and trying to garner investors to move forward with this? Then ultimately somebody else has the exact same patent pending and we get rejected 18 months later and we have to return a bunch of money that we don't even have anymore because we spent because we wanted to advance the business. So due diligence of, I think this is one of the best ways to not end up in catastrophic failure is to take the time and be the devil's advocate. Um, there's, I mean, there's books out there that about due diligence that have checklists and steps um, that go about the person, about the process, about the plan, about the, and go through every single one of those systematically. Um, to make sure, to ensure that um, you're not going down a wrong road that's going to end in dismal failure and humiliation like most of my life. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ten, ten million bucks in, in ten years is uh, – ten and ten is uh, – yeah, people don't realize that, that some of the mistakes that we can go back. And so do you, do you have any recommendations on books? And, and we can discuss this if you think of some later or you look at your library. I'd, I'd love to share those resources. Uh, as we're – as we're talking right now, I'm actually sitting at a picnic table at a uh, at a bounce trampoline park as my three-year-old is doing flips in front of me. That's so awesome. I have no library. I have no gotcha. library in front of, in front of me. Right. So, um, yeah, maybe when you get back, if, if you could just shoot me an email, uh, that'd be great because I'd love to share some of those resources because, yeah, I mean, it's some of these simple checklists, and I always, I always ask people, just ask yourself a question, what could go wrong? Everyone always thinks when they have an idea, nothing could go wrong, but something can go wrong. And so make the biggest possible list of what could go wrong. And I remember sharing some stuff with Nick, uh, you know, Nick sharing some stuff with me on, you know, just timelines and deliveries and the holiday season. And no one ever plans for these things, but things happen, right? And it's disruptive yeah. to the business. So um, that's great. So 
so if you would mind me asking, um, you know, a question about just briefly about your family, right? So you have a three-year-old, you have a spouse, do you have any other kids, Tim? Yeah, I have a, I have two teenage daughters. Okay. Okay. So how do you juggle a handful of businesses, right? Training, reading your show, which is, and I want to talk to briefly about that. Um, some of the people you get to kind of work alongside with, but how do you, how do you handle your family? Make sure you spend that quality time. And I appreciate you spending time with me on the phone while your, your kids doing flips, but how do you juggle all that? Hey, it's, uh, it's adapting and overcoming. Uh, I mean, last, last year I went to 17 countries. Um, my kids and four family came with me to half of them. Um, while that doesn't seem economically feasible for some people, man, I'm pretty creative. Um, like while I might be you know, successful, I'm also really crazy frugal. So if I can buy them, like if I'm, if I can get somebody on a military flight where I'm paying $114 for a trip to Africa, um, instead of a $1,400 flight that I would be paying if I booked it through United, um, I'm going to do that. You know, like they can sit on a cargo seat for, eight hours, you know, and hell, yeah. it's even exciting to a teenager. Um, it hurts my back, but you know, the, uh, like you, you can figure out ways, you know, like Airbnbs instead of getting, instead of packing, you know, the whole entire family, all five of us into a single hotel room, you know, we get an Airbnb for the exact same price. Um, and I hit up the people and I'm like, Hey, is it cool if, um, you know, can we exchange, services or some extra money if you guys have an extra car and then you're getting an extra car for like 50 bucks the whole entire week instead of what would be a $500 um, bill from, you know, advantage. So um, losing the pride and losing the ego. So you can spend quality time in amazing places with the most important people of your life. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. And in making it, you know, you know, again, I, I, I talked to at least a dozen guys and I've got, you know, my list of weekly and I'm like, you know, it's kind of an accountability thing. And I'm like, Hey, did you, did you get to this this week? They're like, no, you know, I got kind of busy. What'd you do? Well, you know, the new season of Ozark came out and, you know, I just binged watched, you know, nine episodes. I'm like, dude, come on. Right. You're never going to remember Ozark season two versus something that you did to work on your business or spend time with your family. So how do you, how do you kind of manage your time in such a way? I can't imagine you're not, you're not binge watching, you know, Netflix shows. Um, you're pretty we focused. We don't even have, yeah, we don't have TV. Um, yeah. I, in my house, like we don't have TV. <laughs> we, um, you know, my kids speak other languages. Um, you know, like my teenage daughters are looking at colleges and already have careers picked out. Obviously, I'm really proud of my family. You know, uh, my wife is brilliant. She is um, an MBA with a graduate degree in finance and economics um, who helps me on the back end of, again, about due diligence. Half the books I'm going to be pulling out um, are going to be ones that, like, have her name inscribed inside of them, mm. you know, because they're hers. Um, you know, you, you want to be successful, have the right team behind you and um both in business and in my personal life i am at a point where i am really picky about who is part of my life um i've been screwed over enough times and um you know i i can open an email and in the first five words i know if it's if it's somebody that's going to want something and eventually going to be asking me for it in, in two weeks from now 
or if there's, um, you know, a, a legitimate uh, interest or need for help. Um, and, uh, you know, like I, I prioritize my family and my time with my family kind of above all things. Um, that's just to include business. You know, the, the reason my businesses are successful is because my family has been a priority and I want to see them successful. I want to see them not want for anything. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so important. And, and I was, um, not a great dad, not a great husband because I had, you talked a little bit about it, you know, ego. I had envy of those around me who were, you know, I thought were more successful, happier because they had things. Right. And so, you know, I came to realization a couple years ago when my wife of of now 27 years, I think we were married 24, 25. And she's like, man, you're, you're an amazing guy 95% of the time, but 5% of the time you fly off for no reason. Um, you get angry. It it just, that's become unbearable. So I kind of had a a wake up moment and, and realized what you've already realized is that obviously family is just far more important than kind of car I drive or if my business is as, as successful as someone else's business. So how do you deal with, because that's such a big problem, the more people I talk about, you know, the, the ego and the envy and, you know, these soldiers get out, Marines, and, you know, they see some of their buddies or they even see you, right? I mean, so many people follow you and they see how successful you are and you get to travel and you have a TV show. Um, can you talk a little bit about that? Because I think that's, I see that a lot, Tim. Dude, the shorts I'm wearing right now are like seven years old. Um, like I drove a Ford Focus for ten years. I drive a Ford F one fifty now. You know that that I that I bought used from a company that was going bankrupt. Um, my house I bought in foreclosure from a real estate company. Like you need to take pride in being economical. Being frugal is something to be proud of. Like if you want to be rich and you want to be successful. Like, I don't know. I mean, I have Shane Stern, like one of the richest families in, in Texas. Um, he's my best friend. And his dad will sit there and argue over the price of the guacamole appetizer. You know, like, well, how many guacamole, how many avocados am I going to get in this guacamole? Do you got that big bed of, of iceberg lettuce underneath there where it looks like you have more, or is it actually all avocado? Mm. Like, this family's worth $100 million. Um, you know, and. There's nothing more disingenuous than fake, you know, than something that's not authentic, that's not real, that's not original. Like, okay, you, yeah, you can go lease a BMW. Good for you. That doesn't change your status or your position. If anything, it, it's a detriment to it. You know, like my, my, my wife, like I make sure she drives a, a good, nice, safe, affordable car. Should Should she be driving around in a Porsche to – to show her friends like how we are financially? No. Like what, what kind of influence does that put onto my daughters who are, you know, like moving into college, you know, there's a period of time where they're like, Hey, we want to go to Paris, you know, and go to and study abroad, like, and do what, what are you going to do exactly when you come back? Like what job are you going to have with that, that degree of yours? Um, you know, and within just like months of, the, of them growing up, like that is, that is something I expect from a 15 year old, you know, which they were, but, not from an adult that has served in the military that is now going to be moving into the entrepreneurial world. At that juncture, now my 16 and a half year old daughters are like, 
looking at using a percentage of my GI bill and they're going to go to this school while they work at this and they're going to be volunteering for that. And I'm like, hell yeah, girls. You know, like I can't be more proud because they, they're putting it all together. Um, and that's a 16 and a half year old girl. Um, you do not need to be leasing anything. You do not need to be renting anything. You do not need to be like, like even businesses. Like I, it breaks my heart watching guys go and doing like Kickstarter campaigns. Man, if you can't get it going without a Kickstarter because you're already creating a shell, an empty shell of a company that is going to be founded off something that's not real. Like you're, it's, it's founded off an idea and an idea is not real in, in the business world until it has legs, until it has merit, until it has its own teeth. And um, so like, I think just take pride in being frugal. Um, I, yeah. I don't know how else to summarize it. No, no, that's great. And, and what I found, and, and tell me if you've seen the same thing, the people that lease the BMWs and that – you know, don't have the seven-year-old shorts. They've got whatever, whatever kind of outfit on. Either you're right, they're they're fake, and they're trying to appear to be more successful than they are, and appear to be more happy than they are. And I have found, and I've dealt with hundreds of amazing entrepreneurs. You know, um, some of them just aren't happy, and they're and and I'm speaking about myself for for 20 plus years of my career. I just wasn't happy. And so there was no correlation that I found from the people I met with how much money they had and how much they made with their happiness, with their relationship, with their spouse, with their family, all that kind of stuff. And I don't know if you've seen the same thing. Yeah, uh, I, I have. Um, but I'm just going to second what you said. You know, the, the the balance of of life, of financially – economically responsible, um, like all of those things bleed over positively into each other, into all kind of res- other respective categories. Um, and if you are like a reasonable, rational, logical lo- adult person um, and, uh, and apply that effectively to kind of every area of your life, like it, it, it ends up being a pretty sweet thing. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's interesting. It's interesting for sure. So, I want to I want to get you back to watching uh, watching flips and and trampoline moves and all that kind of stuff. So I just you know have a, a couple of final questions. So I'm hitting the road in a in an airstream and I'm going to live out of a, a 23 foot trailer that was graciously given given to me. And we're going to be stopping by North Carolina and I hope Nick has some time. We want to we want to tour the Ranger up and uh, and share that that whole story. But the message that we're trying to get out to those that are about 12 months to 18 months from getting out of the military, and there's, and I found, again, talking to thousands, is that it's never too early to start planning for your transition out of the military. What would you say, you know, to let's say a stadium of, uh, you know, 40,000 soldiers and their spouses that are 12 months from getting out of the military? Um, start, start now. Start preparing for what is not going to be easy, what is going to be different, and what's going to be uncomfortable, what's potentially going to be humiliating, what's going to be unnerving, and what's going to be stressful. Start um, developing ways that you can effectively cope with all of these different stresses. 
Uh, when I say stress is, you know, it's not, not just like the regular stress of, oh, my God, I'm going to pull my head out, but like um, having to work longer hours, having to commute for the first time, having to deal with somebody or a work environment that you can't say the F word in, um, you know, where you're going to have to decide what you're going to wear tomorrow. Like that's a weird thing for people coming out of the military that have been that have known what they're going to wear. They're going to wear a PT uniform from 6 a.m. until 8.30 a.m., and then they're going to change, and they're going to be in a uniform from 9 a.m. until 4 a.m. or 9, 4 p.m. Um, like you're going to have to maybe dress business casual tomorrow, and that changes every two years. Um, like pleated khakis aren't cool anymore. Matter of fact, khakis aren't cool anymore. Matter of fact, polos and khakis aren't cool anymore. You know, like that ever – changing landscape that you just have to adapt and overcome and be comfortable and confident in, in that. Um, and spouses, they are just as much of a pain in the ass as the change. Um, Cause they have to deal with that too. And they have to be prepared for what that change is going to be. Like um, women become creatures of habit and they get comfortable with that thing that has been the same for 10 years or 15 years or 20 years now everything's different and there's insecurities that like your husband is now going to be working around um, a bunch of women or so, but why don't we get ahead of that? Let's go ahead and make sure that we have a great relationship, that we're spending time together, that we're being great communicators, that I'm, I'm fulfilling my partner in every single one, in every one of their needs, that they're confident in, in the relationship that we have. So when I go into this new world, they're going to be supporting me in everything that I'm doing. It's not going to be like, Hey, who's that Jennifer girl that emailed you? Um, Jennifer's the VP of marketing and she was asking if I'm going to be submitting the new proposal, <laughs> you know, like instead right. it's like, Hey, so I, I went ahead and researched a little bit for you. And I found out that one of the new avenues that they're looking at is YouTube as the best marketing idea for 2019. Do you think you can put together some videos for this proposal? You're like, that's helpful. You know, complaining about it is not. So like the only way that that's going to happen is if you get ahead of it, you know, and, and a year is almost too late. Um, you know, I would, I, I would encourage them to, again, get back to the pillars, the fundamentals, the principles of, of who they are as people, um, that they have strong interpersonal skills with each other, their relationship is healthy, um, that they're economically frugal. Uh, like, you're like, oh, man, I'm going to have five months of terminal leave. You know, like, I have income while well, I'm going to be working this new job, so I'm going to get double income. So let's go ahead and spend completely opposite. No, stop spending right now. You know, change your whole entire life planning for zero income because you have no idea what that's going to be. And if you have no idea what that is, that means it's zero. So start planning for reducing your um, overall threshold by, you know, 60, 70%. I could rant and rage about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you talk about some of you talk about some of the the stresses. So, do you have any you know a couple tools that you have that might you know uh, help someone deal with a with a, a stressful situation? Is it meditation? Yeah. Is it working out? What, what 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 do you recommend? Yes, yes, yeah. Yes. Those are both good ones. Okay. Sex is a good one. Healthy food is good. Exercise is good. Sleep is good. Um, like it's real. It, it is not rocket science for especially for for men you know like you get good sleep if you do hard work if you make love to your wife and you eat healthy food you are going to be a successful healthy person um it will come pretty quickly uh you eat like crap you get stressed out and don't sleep then don't make out with your wife and spend quality time with her and then don't 
you'll fulfill her needs, give her what she needs, and you're going out and spending money on things you don't need to. Like, it's just a slippery slope of negative. Um, one trajectory goes up, the other one goes pretty much straight down. Um, I work out every single day. Um, I eat clean every single day. Like, there, there's not a cheat day for me. Like, when I say I eat clean, I'm not this weird guy that's, like, picking out pieces of spinach and mixing it with kale. And, like, that's my – like, I'm eating barbecued ribs, you know, and I'm having sausage. And um, I do have a glass of wine a couple of times a week. Uh, I do have dark chocolate. I had last night. My wife and I went out and had a date, and, you know, I'm eating um, chocolate – gluten-free chocolate chip cookies at the movie theater. You know, so, like, it is a sweet, fulfilling life. You just got to – you got to believe in it and bite into it. Yeah. No, that's, that's, that's great. Just great, um, great advice, especially, you know, the, the date night with your right wife, right? When was the last time some of us have actually had a date night, right? We opened the door for her, you went to a movie, you just had fun. Um, I think that's missing quite a bit in our, in our busy lives. So I, I love that. That's, that's great. Well, that's crazy. This is, that there's, but, there's no, there's no reason that that is not a, Every single week, and like I said, I get it. You guys are like, no, 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 it's impossible. No, it is not. It is not impossible that you take your wife out on a date every single week. It might be that you're meeting for lunch, and um, or it might be that grandma's coming over for four hours and you're renting a hotel room. Hey, guess what? That's going to be a great four hours, and that's going to be a great four hours of time that you've spent. Um, you know, but you have to do it, and it will pay dividends in the end and save you from a whole bunch of other pain. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and by the way, you know, guys who are listening to this, don't have your cell phone on the table when you're having lunch, right? Don't, don't be distracted. I mean, one, one of the best things I told, it was actually a ranger, I said, who was stressed out, entrepreneur, I go, what is, what is your wife, if I could sit here and talk to your wife, what would she want? He's like, she just wants time with me. I'm like, go home. It's Friday. Put your phone in a drawer, turn it off, and say, honey, and he had he had two kids, this weekend is yours. And I, I texted him on Monday. I said, how'd it go? He goes, best weekend of my life. I connected with my wife again. She was just like, don't you need to check your phone? Because I was constantly checking my phone. So just being present, it doesn't have to be for a whole weekend. Like you said, it could be for a handful of hours. Or going for a walk after dinner and not bringing your cell phone. So simple things like you said that, you can be frugal about it, and it doesn't cost any money. But man, it means a, it means a world to your partner for sure. Yeah. Well, Tim, this is um, this is great. I look forward to hopefully meeting you soon. We're here in Las Vegas. Like I said, I'm I'm hitting the road here soon. But uh, how can I mean you're you're pretty easy to find. But how can people you know track you down? And, and is there anything you'd like us to push out to our list? We got a pretty big list uh, of upcoming stuff you have. Uh, I'm, I'm Tim Kennedy MMA on all social Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat. Um, uh, and I think on there, like if you want to send me something and have an autograph, like I have PO boxes, a fan mail that you can just send whatever I'll sign, whatever it is. If it's cool, I might steal it unless it's an American flag, which I won't <laughs> sign. I'll also steal that. Um, the, uh, I'm going to be in Las Vegas for two weeks in January. I'm going to be there for a sheepdog response week. We're going to do three consecutive self-defense um, combatives, hand-to-hand shooting pistol carb- carbine tactical medicine. Um, 
think it's the second week of uh, of January or the week before SHOT Show, and then I'll be there the week of SHOT Show. Um, that's open for everybody, so if you want to come see me in Las Vegas, go to sheepdogresponse.com and uh, click on the Las Vegas event. And like you, yourself, and anybody that you want to come, your wife, whoever, they can come to it. Um, my, my, my daughters will be in there. Um, you can absolutely make it happen. Uh, anybody can help it make it happen. We have had blind people, deaf people, amputees. Um, it is uh, a pretty amazing experience, life-changing for some people. And um, Ranger Up, obviously, like I'm pretty proud of that. We'll be shoes. Um, we got a book that'll be coming out in the next year. We're kind of moving to the final phases of that. But uh, yeah, and then watch my shows: Hunting Hitler and Hard to Kill on History Channel and Discovery Channel. That's awesome. Well, definitely, we'll definitely see you in January. We'll definitely post that out. I've got a pretty big network here in Vegas, so we will. Uh, we will share that uh, with everybody. And I look forward to meeting you in person, uh, Tim, in January. And, again, really appreciate you, you know, sharing. And um, it's it's been great. My son just, like, ran up perfect timing. Uh, man, thank you so much. Rolo, do you want to say goodbye? Wait, wait, wait. I don't know. I'm just on the phone. Do you want to say goodbye? <laughs> He's like, no, I'm going back to the park. All right. Well, hey, take care. <laughs> hey, thanks, Tim. You take care, buddy. Have a great weekend. Yeah. All right, you too. All right, bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the American Dream U Mission Next podcast. If you're interested in finding out more information, please find us online at www.americandream and the letter u.org. You can find us on all the socials. We're on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, etc. All at American Dream and the letter U. Again, we thank you for tuning in and we will see you for the next episode.